when it comes to getting the very best displays from your summer flowering bedding plants, you know that you need to be providing that regular watering and feeding to boost growth, keep the plants healthy and encourage further flushes of flowers. But in addition to that, sometimes you need a little bit of hands-on care. Look out for pests like aphids of various kinds, like green fly and black fly. Sometimes small infestations can be squashed between finger and thumb, or I often wash them off by hand, spraying a gentle jet of water onto the plant as I rub gently to dislodge the pests. Be vigilant, act promptly, then be gentle and thorough. However, nature often comes to my rescue in the form of ladybirds and hoverflies. Both adult and larval stages of ladybirds eat greenfly and blackfly, so hopefully you'll have these visit your garden too to lend a hand with pest control. And I grow lots of flowers, varieties with single blooms that adult hoverflies can feed from to reach the pollen and nectar within. And if adult hoverflies are made welcome, they'll be breeding and laying eggs and the larvae of the hoverfly feeds on your aphids. I regularly see the adult hoverflies flitting among the blooms on my patio, but their larval stages are tiny, although I have spotted them in the past, feeding on colonies of aphids on the underside of leaves on my fruit trees. Now, I'm not a fan of using many pesticides. On edible plants, they might get into my food, but on flowering plants, some chemicals can be harmful to bees and beneficial insects, which is why I'm trying to encourage and make these beneficial creatures much more welcome. I do sometimes use a seaweed-based spray called SB Plant Invigorator, mixing this up in a pressure sprayer and directly treating bad infestations of aphids. The spray works on contact, so has to actually touch and coat the pest to control it. Sometimes this makes leaves sticky, so pests will stick to it. And although it has no long-lasting or systemic effect, you still need to be careful how you use it. And I never spray it if there's bees, ladybirds, or other beneficial insects around the plants, as you don't want to spray them and touch them with the spray. Although the label does say that this product is not harmful to bees. As far as other pests are concerned, as with all areas of the garden, always be on the lookout for slugs and snails. I'm one of those gardeners determined to keep my plants looking their best for as long as possible. So you'll often find me out at night, last thing at night, wearing a head torch, searching among my plants for any marauding slugs and snails, which are out feasting while I'm sleeping. Deadheading is one of the most important things you can do to not only keep displays looking their best, but also encourage further flushes of flower to develop. If old plants are left in place, they can start developing seed heads, setting seed, and this stops plants from forming more flowers. Promptly picking off faded blooms and seed heads is essential. Even picking back lanky old flower stalks to a healthy set of leaves lower down that can encourage new shoots to develop. What you want is for flowers to continue forming for as long as possible. So regular deadheading should be part of your weekly gardening routine. As well as avoiding plants starting to set seed, picking off faded flowers prevents petals falling onto lower leaves and causing them to rot. 
This can be more of a problem after rain, when petals can mass together and encourage grey mould or botrytis. I've particularly noticed this on pelargoniums and busy lizzies, petunias for instance. So do pick over your bedding plants to remove both faded flower heads and fallen petals. There are some bedding plants that are called self-cleaning and you don't really have to detect them at all. Old flowers simply fall away, like on Nemesia for instance, and all you need to do is to brush off any fallen petals from the leaves. In hanging baskets, a simple shake is often all that's needed to remove loose blooms and petals. Perhaps you're growing trailing varieties of fuchsia or begonia, and I've found that with these, I can forcefully shake the basket a few times to dislodge old blooms and petals. Now, long trailing growth might be just what you're after with some trailing varieties growing in pots and baskets with shoots tumbling beautifully down or cascading over the sides to enhance the display. But sometimes tall growth collapses, perhaps in a summer downpour or spreading shoots look unsightly with bare areas at the center of the clump. And flowers just at the tips of the shoots, such as on pansies and petunias. If your bedding plants have grown very long and lanky or spread out to leave a bare centre, then remember that with many varieties, you can cut them back to remove this long unsightly growth and encourage new shoots to break out from the base of the remaining stems. This can really rejuvenate established plants and give them a new lease of life with new growth developing and carrying flowers well into autumn. So check over your plants come high summer and if you think they need a little bit of a short back and sides, do it straight away and you'll inject a new lease of life into your displays. Are you going away this summer, perhaps for a holiday and leaving your garden for a week or two? If you are, then I've got a tip for you. Before you go, there's one final thing to do in the garden, and that is actually to pick off all the open flowers from your bedding plants. The reason for this is that these blooms will open and fade within a few days, and by picking them off, you'll clean up your displays so that new flowers will develop while you're away, and hopefully open up, ready to welcome you home. If I possibly can, I move my pots of summer bedding plants to a shaded position out of the direct sun before I go on holiday too. This is so important if a hot spell is forecast while you're away, as it takes the strain off your bedding plants, so they won't scorch in the sun and they'll need less water. And lastly, I place all my pots in deep saucers that I can fill to the brim with water just before I go away, leaving the pots with a bigger reservoir of water to hopefully keep them going for a while without the need for more. Then, if you've arranged for someone to drop by, perhaps at intervals to keep an eye on things, they'll just need to top up these saucer reservoirs of water to keep your plants happy. And don't forget if you have got some favorite summer bedding plants, some tender perennials, that you'd like to enjoy next year, you can take cuttings of many of them, particularly things like fuchsias and pelargoniums. Taking cuttings, usually of non-flowering side shoots, but if you remove flowering shoots, then do just pinch off the flowers when you root them. Lots of advice you'll find online for doing that. You'll have nice rooty cuttings to overwinter and start you off again next year. So these are just a few of the things you can do over the coming weeks to care for your summer displays. 
summer bedding plants provide some of the longest lasting color of any plants you can buy. And just checking your displays regularly while you're potting around your plot really will pay dividends. Keeping pests at bay and ensuring the continuity of flowering you want to ensure they look good well into autumn.